When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Morning round Australia, welcome to Saturday morning on The Odds Couple. David Taggart with me this morning, Simon Marshall uh, away trying to uh, spend some time with Santa Claus on the North Pole. But uh, great to have uh, Mr Taggart with me this morning. Bright and bubbly too, I might have, with fresh haircut. I'm up and about, Scoob. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aren't you? Yes, yes. Uh, two best yesterday, unifying... Uh, Ramwick got the money, $6, and, of course, Matty last night for the Allerton Zara team. He was never in doubt one by head, but he got there, but uh, 380 so... Glad you uh, threw that out in the open early, because we'll be talking about your quaddy of last week, which yeah. um, there's four legs, and you were out after leg two, which um, will... But let's let's not dwell on it. Let's How'd you go know, last talk week? About, talk about mm-hmm. that. Danny O'Brien and Robbie Griffith, we'll, we'll be talking plenty about that, don't worry. <laughs> Danny O'Brien, Robbie Griffiths will be joining us uh, as the hour goes on. We're going to quickly touch on the, the turf wars in a moment. Of course, uh, Tags with his quaddy, race 6, 7, uh, 8, 9 at Flemington today. And back to headquarters, racing on a on a soft, on a good four, I should say, a good four. That was extraordinary last week with all the rain we had to, to the way that track raced at Flemington. Extraordinary. It's amazing. As, oh. as you say, we were there, Melbourne Cup, they all just... You can never forget it. It's we had the two inches. We it, I feel like a broken record here, but as you say, you've gone from a good four to a heavy eight, and we finished on a on a soft six. Mm. So, I mean, it, given given any other other generation back, as you say, fifteen years ago, you wouldn't have raced, and right. uh, and we're again on a soft five, and we've had a, had a bit of rain. Like Yarra Valley yesterday was a soft soft five as well, and they had a little bit of rain. Um, but we've had more rain overnight, and uh, the track's held up. Uh, yeah, it's a pristine track, and it yeah it holds up well. Uh, sensational, um, sensational surface at Flemington, and uh, we look forward to a, a good competitive card there today. And as I said, we'll be talking to Danny O'Brien and Robbie Griffiths about their chances. We haven't had Danny. We had Robbie on before. I think, I think we've had him we on. Had Danny O'Brien on, and, and as uh, per usual here on the Odds Couple, we'll uh, we'll go back a little bit and find out a bit more about Danny O'Brien and where he's from and and how he got into racing before we start talking about a a stable that's uh, very much hot at the moment, isn't he? He's he's gone from cold to warm to hot in in a matter of a couple of months. Well, he's uh, got the new stables down at Barwood Heads there, so it probably just took him a while to adjust. Uh, he's a very smart man, Danny. So as you say, we'll we'll have a good chat with him when he comes. On. Talking of adjusting, um, news during the week, and I must admit, I, I did, a smile <laughs> came on my face when I read this. We've gone to the racing.com Chrissy party. We've got a touch over refreshed, a smidge over refreshed. We thought, well, give that Peter the land, he's a touch up. And we're start writing a, um, a, a insult-ridden text message. 
and send it off to one of the executives at the TV channel. That was a smart idea, wasn't it? Yeah, very intelligent. Didn't yeah. go down too well, did it, Scoop? But uh, I think they'll learn their, their, they've learned their lesson. Uh, Shane Anderson was pretty vocal on Twitter as well, apparently, uh, after a few reds uh, with the Christmas party. So, uh, oh. yeah, probably got, got a little bit messy, but hopefully they'll all move on from it. You, um, you would think... You would think after everything that's happened in the racing industry from a broadcasting point of view, um, even showing again that they they want to act like two-year-olds probably isn't a great idea. It's not a really good look, is it? Peter Volandes has come in and gone bang, and he's filled the room full of uppercuts. Uh, just fill them full of uppercuts back in the best way you possibly can, planned and structured. Uh, uh, getting over-refreshed and, you know, for this childish debate to be going on and we'll be uh, fixing this behind closed doors is an absolute load of garbage. It was, uh, yeah, not a lot of maturity was shown. Did Volandis... Waste of time and energy. <laughs> did Volandis overreact to the situation, though? Oh, no, he'd be, he'd be, he and his cronies and sick. I'd be thinking, how good's this? Well, of course he's going to get backlash. We've even uh, touched on it here at the Odds Couple where, well... You want to do this on our Derby Day, on the start of our Spring Carnival, our four days, our biggest day of the year. Uh, well, you're going to get backlash, aren't you? But, but you uh, would think the last thing you need in a situation like this is is highly emotional um, comment when you've had a few refreshments. You would think you've grown up and smart enough to, so we won't fall into that trap. They're, they're educated on social media, but anyway, oh. social media strikes again. Um, that's... That's why I've only got Facebook. That's all I'll have. It's uh, it's just too easy just to get uh, caught up in the in the emotion of it all. The other, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, news during the week, with, which uh, I read with interest, was you know Lady Bay Levy's Beach down at Warrnambool uh, open again to horses. Oh. The council made a decision uh, on Friday that um, well, yes, we're going to let the horses back on uh, to the beach. The the minorities that were rallying against uh, horse training uh, down there at Warrnambool in the on the sand were um, uh, were comprehensively beaten. The council voted that no, we're uh, we're going to reopen the beach. We can have some some horse training on it, and uh, it uh, it can coexist with uh, the public use of the beach, which is fantastic news. Because if anyone has not been to a Warrnambool carnival, first thing you've got to get there in May. It's it's a wonderful four days. The other thing is you've got to get to the early morning training down at the beach where they row the horses behind the boats and, and uh, work along the beach because it, it is it is world-class viewing and something you don't see anywhere else in the world. Well, it's unique, isn't it? So, oh, fantastic. <laughs> but it's, it's great that uh, they've overturned that rule. Uh, Weir and the boys can get back down there and, uh, well, they were flying when the, when the beach was open. Well, we was flying anyway, but, uh, yeah, it's great, great that uh, it, it's gone our way for once. Mm. It's, it's, it, I think the argument fell on deaf ears, really. It's horses, come on, what were they going to do too much to the beach? I mean, we've got automobiles these days. It's, it, what, what happened 100 years ago? Horses no, no, were everywhere. No, no, mate, the um, green, green leg frog with orange lips, you've got to be very careful um, because he's, he's a very valuable part of our environment. <laughs> so that green legged frog, a valuable part of our environment from a racing point of view are the, are the uh, are our apprentices, and we spoke last week with Simon Marshall how um, involved they get during the summer period with their claim and how many opportunities are open to them riding in town. Uh, they were honoured, uh, and a number of them graduated uh, last week or this week, uh, Lockie King being one of them, who we spoke on the show last week. 
And young Steph Thornton, she was the top graduate at the apprentice school. So a real feather in her cap. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a great honour too to uh, be a Ducks of the school. It's, it's, a, it's a stepping stone. Well, it's another, as you say, it's a feather in your cap too. I, I was fortunate enough to be Ducks. Oh, really? <laughs> hey, that's what we're going to yeah. sign, is it? Oh, 90, I'm showing my age now. 92 I graduated as Ducks of the, the apprentice school. Uh, so her name will be in the gold gold writing up on the honour board, just like mine. So uh, yeah, it's, congratulations to Steph. It's uh, she's had to compete against a lot of other great apprentices as well, good apprentices, as you say, Ethan Brown. I think he might have come through last year, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, so Steph, congratulations, and uh, she's not far off. I think losing her three kilo claim too. So she's she's got the uh, the road ahead of her, and mate. I think she'll make every post a winner. She sits on very well. I think last week, if my memory serves me correctly, we we talked through the apprenticeships of both yourself and Simon Marshall, and you were with Frank King, and Simon was with his dad, and what you had to do, and the hours you worked, and what you got paid, and what you learnt, and how many trials you rode in. Tell us about the apprentice school. What happens at the apprentice school? How many days a week do you go? It's It's actually changed a lot since I was... An apprentice, I, I probably I'll struggle to talk through it. it. With us, it was once a once a week at Caulfield for for an hour, hour and a half, and used to get guest speakers in, and and of course it went on our riding as well, our provincial and our city form as well. So that's probably where Steph's got that leg up. Probably if if it was down to a two horse race, it goes on your riding ability mm-hmm. as well, what you've achieved in the saddle. Yep. Uh, but now they, they they take you to Flemington and all, and I. They say overnight there's dormitories and uh, it's yeah they get their meals cooked for them and uh, I think the young apprentices I think they can be away at a week at a time so, uh, the the ones coming through that are, that haven't got their licences yet that are trying to graduate to that and uh, yeah it's 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 all changed it's especially as as their apprenticeship we we worked hard as Simon said they got uh, I got half half a Sunday off every week Simon got one day off every fortnight these apprentices these days. Uh, because of so much racing, they don't do the horse husbandry side of things with their boss. It's probably taught at the apprentice school. They, they're, they're like senior jockeys with a claim. They get mm. there and they go to track work. They're not mucking. A lot of them aren't mucking out now. They're actually riding track work, and they're just they just go and they they get to the track now and ride track work instead of uh, saddling them up and mucking out boxes and and doing all the all the uh, chores around the stables like like we had to back in the day. Uh, I think they all learn that at apprentice school. So when they when they come to their boss, it's uh, they start off doing all that. But once they get going and there's a lot of race riding, uh, that's when they sort of become a, a senior jockey with a claim. So in your day, when you went to apprentice school, you said it was you know hour hour and a half, yeah, seven, only once a week. Once a week, seven thirty of a Monday night. Well, and and, uh, and who spoke? Those lecturers that came in and spoke to you. What, what were the sort of topics they spoke to you about? We had Billy Brewer in. Uh, Racing, we had special guests. Uh, I remember Tony Shaw, the great Collingwood captain. Uh, he, he came in and, and spoke. What uh, was Tony Shaw going to teach about riding a horse? Just, I uh, just, just the mo- a motivational speaker about determination and discipline and what what it takes to be an AFL footballer and and sort of cross that over into into the racing scheme. Uh, just give it, get another perspective on on how how another uh, athlete does it, I suppose. Uh, and you, you talk. We, I remember the, when the Irish jumping jockeys come over. They were funny. They were hilarious. And uh, yeah, talked about island racing. And it's, so you've got a variety of things. A, a chef will come in and talk about dietary and and nutrition to you. So you just take all these little things in. And uh, and then of course you you sit your exams at the end of the year. And 
Just so you like, actually like, sat an yeah, exam? Yeah, sat an exam. Yeah, a little, little bit of an exam. How the long year, did it go for? You I, the year I won, it's amazing, the year I won the Ducks of the school, I had a fall just before the exam, so I didn't sit my exams and still par- and still become the Ducks. So, uh, yeah, I, was, I must have been lengths ahead of everyone. We but, need uh, to go through who you, <laughs> who you went through that school with. They're thick as blanks. Uh, no, oh, well, D. Nicoly, he was, he was there, P. Payne. Uh, yeah, had some superstars, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, yeah, so I was uh, fortunate enough to get that. Was um, Paddy Payne was putting on weight with fresh air in those days? Well. Paddy Payne was still putting on weight with fresh air? He was. On, yeah, yeah, he was, uh, I think Paddy was still about 42, 43 kilos oh, yeah. dripping wet, wasn't he? But then, uh, yeah, maturity set in and Paddy became Paddy, and uh, yeah, he struggled with weight after that. So there was no, uh, the, the actual... Um, Education of riding and horse husbandry was done by your trainer and and your work Correct. seven days a week. Correct. When, when what the last year of of uh, apprentice school did move to Flemington, and then that was held during the day, and that's when ponies came in and uh, we started riding them. But well, when you're when you're already riding Group One winners, I don't think the pony was going to give you, <laughs> give you a hell of a lot of support. So uh, that that was for the younger apprentices, and we sort of then half tutored them. The, the the young ones coming through so and that and that's what happens too so you take a, another apprentice under your wing once you become sort of a, a senior apprentice fantastic oh, very 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 interesting uh, this is the odds couple thanks to Sportsbet uh, we're about to take our first break here on uh, a bit of a gloomy Saturday morning but uh, it shouldn't take anything away from the build up to Christmas the traffic was um, getting uh, busier and busier outside people getting to shopping centres uh, as early as they possibly can and. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, the odds couple, thanks to Sportsbet. Great to be with you on a Saturday morning. A couple of special guests coming up, Danny O'Brien and Robbie Griffiths. will also touch on Winks. She's going to race on the Autumn Sun. What sort of program he's going to have for the Autumn. It's 16 minutes after 8. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Thanks to Sportsbet. Been great supporters of The Odds Couple uh, right uh, from the start, uh, since our inception, Sportsbet, and we thank them very much for their support. And you can check out their uh, racing specials this weekend at Flemington and Warwick Farm. That's Sportsbet, of course. So we thank them very much for their association with us here at The Odds Couple. Well, so often in racing, you, you see trainers, you know, the best way to put it, I think, tags is, you know, you, you're hot one minute and you can be cold the other and there's no rhyme nor reason why that happens. Am I fair in saying that? Correct. And But when the run comes, you got to try, don't get off that moving train because it's, it's very hard to get back on it. Well, I'll tell you, someone who doesn't want to get off the moving train is Danny O'Brien, who's having a, a ripper run at the moment. And we welcome him, I think, for the first time to our Odds Couple show. Morning, Dan. Morning, Simon. Morning, Dave. Morning, Dan. How are we? Mate, all well in well. your world with uh, the, the row of winners you're, you're having week after week? No, you never complain when they're winning. Oh, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> Dan, we, what we like to do on the Odds Couple is, is something that's a little different, is we want to take people initially back when we're talking to our trainers of, of uh, what they were up to as a kid and when sort of horse racing and being a trainer started to take over, but... Tell us a bit about your history, um, where you're from. You were a bushy initially. Yeah, I grew up in, in country Victoria at a town called Kyabram uh, in the Golden Valley there. Um, was uh, on a 
small sort of 25 acre property. My father was a hobby breeder and hobby trainer, so uh, we always had sort of 15 or 20 horses of, of various ages, from foals through to race horses, and um, grew up doing a, a fair bit of the work uh, with with dad and um, my brother, and covered all sides of it, really breeding and racing. So um, you know, I, I was pretty much always around horses of all ages from from, from a very young age. And then, were there any sporting pursuits for you as a, a youngster? Because Golden Valley's known, you know, for their their um, uh, sporting assets over over the journey in all sorts of sports. There had some wonderful cricketers, footballers, tennis players come out from that area. Were you a, a sports person as a youngster? Yeah, look, that was sort of you know, pretty much a way of life there. Um, tennis and cricket in summer and and footy in winter. Um, they, they were the, the options, and yeah, you know, I loved all of that stuff when I was a kid. So. Um, yeah, love the football and, and and the tennis and the cricket and and swimming and yeah, everything that was on. Yeah, I'd be part of when I was growing up. That was that was the way of life then. Did you go any good at it? Uh, look, I was okay. Okay, I won the best and fairest the year after Gary Lyon left at, at school. <laughs> yeah. freed, up the, freed up the talent pool. A bit. <laughs> but, uh, I know the feeling, brother. It's uh, <laughs> when you got the best around you. It's uh, it's very hard to compete with them. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no, no. Look, I, I enjoy it. Still play tennis today. You know, um, you know, playing sport, particularly team sport. It, it's it's there's not much more fun than that. The, the only thing that you can really replicate it with as you get older is probably racing horses with your mates. The um, just one further thing. Now we know that uh, your footy ability has been put out there, and you've said publicly that you're a better footballer than Gary Lyon. Um, what 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 well, were you? What sort injured. of football were you? He was always injured, Gary, even when he was young. Oh, was he? <laughs> oh, he had a crook spine the then, did he? And, uh, yeah, yeah, he was always at that. He always getting fixed up. <laughs> but um, um, what what posies you play in the footy? Uh, look, when I was young, I was pretty small, um, so I was um, pretty much rover. Uh, and then I played amateur footy at minus blues after that, but I, I grew a lot and, and ended up playing fullback. Sometimes switch to full forward. One of those blues in the ammos. That's the sky blue with that little emblem on the front, isn't it? That's them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonderful. Well, let's get from your um, uh, your career on the sporting field, your career on the on the racetrack. Uh, th- things are going along nicely at the moment. Yes, yeah, we've got a, a group of, of young horses that are starting to uh, find their feet. Um, obviously, a, a few of them showing a bit of talent, which is exciting when you, when you get a new batch through and. And you see uh, see some of them put their hand up. So um, no, no, things are going really well at the moment. We're, we're, we're a very happy team and, and looking forward to progressing things. Yeah, well, at Flemington today, Dan, you've got uh, four runners. Uh, well, your best comes up in the first. It's $3.10 with Sportsbet. Uh, my pendant. Uh, one of his last two in town looks ideally suited to the first time step up to the 1,400. What do you think of his chances today? Uh, look. Look, she's a, she's a talented filly. She only had the four runs. Uh, her last two wins have been excellent. Um, but as you said, the only different variable today is the 1400. Uh, her pedigree suggests she'll handle it. Uh, the way she's been finishing her previous starts suggests she'll handle it. So, uh, I, I'm you know, looking forward to running her. She's going to get a nice run from a good draw today. Craig Williams has really clicked with her. He's only ridden her the two times for the two wins. So, uh, we're hoping she's a filly that might go on to better things in the autumn. Um, just obviously having one last look at her today and hoping she can 
she can show us that 1400 is not an issue and, and then maybe we can aim up for her in the autumn. As you say, a racing pattern suggests uh, she will get the 1400. Uh, race four, number four, Lysurgis. Uh, you get Ollie back on. Better suited back at Flemington, this horse. Uh, he just doesn't get around the valley, does he? No, I think you've, you've nailed that, Dave. Um, he's the far superior horse at Mooney Vale, at Flemington, sorry. And to be fair, his form is all at 2400 and, and at 2500. He, he's sort of been a horse that, that is real, really a mile and a half horse, and he can run well below that. But, but at this age, he, it's probably hard to see him winning below that. So he gets to Fleming, he gets to twenty five hundred, he gets to the Oliver back. Uh, if we can just forgive last start, which which I think you can, um, then he, he's going to be very hard to beat. Well, he's former Flemington second and none, so he's, he's a big chance in that. Um, Order of Command was a great win first up. That was on the final day of the Flemington Carnival. Six weeks between runs, is that a little bit of a worry? It's, it's the same with Portman too in the next. Yeah, look, we've just sort of been waiting to get back to Flemington with, with um, particularly Order of Command. Uh, the options were sort of packing them or Ballarat, those cup meetings, and, and the races weren't as appealing, um, you know, particularly prize money-wise. So uh, we just had him ticking over for six weeks. He's been at uh, 13th Beach, and he did have a trial at Werribee 10 days ago, so I don't think fitness will be an issue. Uh, as you can see, he's, he's very effective down the straight, and, um, you know, we, we thought it was worth waiting a few weeks to get him in a really suitable race, and looks like he's found one today. Yep, as you say, he loves the straight. And, uh, and of course, uh, Portman, too, uh, run fourth in the Bland Cup last start at Geelong on the same day as the last day of the Carnival. Uh, as you say, you're a little bit worried stepping up, back, or dropping back to the 1,400 with Portman in the six weeks between runs? Yeah, look, he's, he's a horse that's been a bit of a tease. You know, he's, he's really been a fair way off his best form for, for nearly 12 months now. So um, his best form was at Flemington and, and at the 1,400. So, again, waiting to get the course and distance He's got it today. He's dropped down in the weights now, and he gets Craig Williams back on. Um, but you've really got to take him on trust. It's been a while since we've seen him at his best. Uh, I can't fold him at home, but he needs to show it on the race day. Well, let's hope he does. We're seeing the stable at its best, and uh, that's good news, particularly at this time of year. Dan, we wish you well. All the best, Danny. Thanks very much, guys. Good on you, Danny O'Brien, joining us there <laughs> on the Odds Cup. I've got a uh, very interesting few runners there today, and I would think, from what Danny was saying, that the biggest push is for the, the one in the first, the My Pendant, which um, really is on trial to bigger and better things in the autumn. Well, as he said, he's tipping, it, tipping her straight out after today, and, uh, yeah, the, we'll see when, when she comes back in the autumn. OK, time for our second break on the Odds Couple as we head to the newsroom with Chris McKenzie. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. 23 minutes to 9 o'clock. Simon Marshall not with us this morning. David Taggart uh, taking the hot seat for him. He's um, chasing Santa Claus the North Pole, making sure he's all ready and willing and got the presents all tucked up for the kids. What do you do Christmas Day? Christmas Day, I'll go around to the parents and have a few beverages and uh, I'll cook up a ham for them and take that as well. So, yeah. You're the first person I've ever asked about Christmas that has put the beverages before the tucker. <laughs> You've got to go to the tucker first. But what do you oh, do? No, do you we'll do a turkey early. and a ham? What do you do? Uh, they'll probably put a, uh, some kind of roast on and I'll do the ham. We'll have the prawns as well. I'll get the prawns. Oh, and, you and ma- do make, a seafood job. Yeah, and I'll make my own special uh, Thousand Islands dressing as well for them. Right, the sauce. The sauce, yes. You put it already on the prawns or you dip? No, nah, dip. Got to dip, yeah, yeah, Just a little dip. 
Yeah. Do you skin the prawns? Yeah, skin the prawns. Do yeah, you? yeah. Peel the heads off, and then the oh, yeah, beautiful. Good yeah. work. Good to see yeah. you doing something productive. I like it. I like it. <laughs> While you're having a beverage, I a see. lot of jockeys can cook and eat. I'm telling you that now. <laughs> well, Robbie Griffiths will know all about that. Uh, trains out of Cranbourne. He was a jockey and now a very successful trainer, and joins us on the odds couple. Morning, Rob. Morning, Simon. Morning, Tags. Morning, Robbie. How are we? Uh, do you peel the heads the off the prawns and give them a dip in the Thousand Island dressing on Christmas Day? I've been taking notes as I've been uh, waiting. <laughs> I know how to do it properly now. It's all good. <laughs> Robbie, tell us about your racing journey. Um, we we like to, to ask our trainers um, just a little bit about their background before we have a chat to them. Uh, where, where did racing become part of your life? started to me, uh, my brother's two years older, and he always wanted to be a jockey, uh, my parents were always in horses. Dad was a horse breaker and sort of hobby trained with a few horses. And um, and I actually wanted to be a vet. But uh, when my brother went off to the stables and was so successful, I'd go and help him on school holidays and everything. And uh, being two years younger, I just fell in love with the industry straight away. And next minute, I uh, become a jockey and then got too heavy, become a foreman and to, at Caulfield to Tony Basil and then started training uh, ourselves. So that was the, the short story of those years. Any other sporting pursuits while you were following that journey? Uh, I used to play a little bit of football and stuff like that, and actually ruck was my, <laughs> my position. <laughs> I think I was the best orange cutter that the Devon Meadows Panthers had. But, uh, but uh, no, not really. A bit of that, uh, you know, typical sort of loved all sports, like all uh, most Aussies, we love our sport, but not much good at most of them. Just enjoyed them, but... Uh, very much uh, once you're in racing, it's such an all-encompassing industry that you don't really get a lot of time for other sports, to be honest. Yeah, it's 24-7, isn't it? Uh, getting uh, to your runners today, Robbie, you've uh, you've got a jockey you've been uh, putting on a fair bit in the last uh, four to six weeks, Marty Seidel. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how that, that happened with uh, for you to, to team up with him. Well, one of our other ex-jockey mates, we all know Jason Swift. Um, he's got a lot of connections still with Europe and... Um, through a, a mutual friend there, uh, Martin made contact with um, with uh, Swifty to see if uh, he wanted to come to Australia and knew that he had a connection with our stable and wanted to to do that. And I actually thought that he'd be better with you know Weir or Hay, someone that had a lot more opportunities than we could give him. But he was keen to come over uh, to check out Australian racing during their off season. He's he's contracted to the, uh, the big stable in uh, in Germany second biggest stable there he's uh, contracted to ride there but he doesn't have to go back until uh, basically April 1 so he's here until March 28 and uh, we're delighted to have the opportunity to uh, use his services he's a really good talent he's a terrific uh, person rides 54 and got a great skill set left hand right hand and the horses run fast for him so he wanted to enjoy a bit of Australian racing because um, Australian jockeys are sort of uh, held so respected around the world and we've seen how well they've performed. My brother rode overseas and uh, you got the likes of Zach Purden and them that are number one in Hong Kong. So he wanted to broaden his experiences and I think he's, he's, you know, he's done the right time right time to do it. And it's great that you've been putting him on too. He's uh, he's ridden a few winners for you and he does sit on on well. He is actually on Robert DeFate and uh, race two for you today at Flemington. You've got two runners here, number six and number seven, uh, Robert DeFate, as we said, and, and Magnus over. Uh Robert, uh, Rob DeFate, he just went too bad last start. Can you split the two? Uh, I don't like, I don't like 
either horse first time down the straight. I, I hate going down the straight for the first time because a lot of horses don't adapt, you know, so I always tread with caution there. I think Rogue Defay um, was a terrible run at Packerton, but they did, he did swallow some dirt when we had an endoscopic examination after the event. The Racing Vic um, veterinary team at Packerton that they discovered some dirt in his airway, so we'll give him a, a, an excuse card there. Um, I'd like to go forward on him and I want to try and turn him into a front-running 1,400-metre horse. And tags, as you know, sometimes when they're in transition mode, they, they can be a little bit mixed with their form. But he has trained really well, um, and it was sort of too bad to be true at Packardham. So we'll see how he handles himself today. But when they run down the straight for the first time, horses are used to running around corners, so they can be a little bit unsure of their first run. So I think you've got to tread with caution both of those horses in the straight race. Um, but then follow them up when they get back around the corner. Correct. And uh, in race five, number nine, so you dream. Uh, you'll be a rough chance. Uh, what's your tactics going to be there? Uh, you're going to lead or, or or with the pace being on, you'd probably get the run of the race and box eating from that gate? Yeah, we tend to leave his settling position up to the tempo of the event. If if no one's in a hurry, well, we've seen him lead at Bendigo and win, and we've seen him lead at Sandown and run well uh, last start. So very he likes to into a rhythm and if they're going slow he'll take up the slack and if they're going solid he'll box seat or 1-1 one, one or something to that effect. So it's very much uh, we just let him work his own tempo around whatever these his opponents are doing but it's a pretty even race he's uh, he's not better than his opponents but he's in the mix with the bunch yeah. so hopefully he can have luck today. Yeah it is a very even race as you say. Now the best of the day of course, uh, geez I like this horse race 7 number 9, Mr Moneybags he's ultra consistent, geez he's tough uh, if he battled on well the other day, and he was out, he was out of the ratings as well. And he, he oh, mate, there's, there's not much more you can say. He's that he's ultra consistent, and he's very tough. Uh, I think he should be winning today. Well, I hope you're right. The only sticking uh, sticky spot for him is the is the starting stall. It just makes it very awkward from the 1400 meter um, shoot there to you know barrier 14 is quite a negative draw, and he did. Uh, ruined his own chances last start when he blundered the uh, the beginning of the race and stepped away slowly. So he can't afford to do that um, today. Um, so I'm not really sure where he's going to align himself from the draw, but you spot on tags about his form. His form's fantastic. He ran very well against the ratings last start. and He's been good his whole career, and he's a good Flemington 1,400-metre horse. So he just needs a little bit of luck from the barrier, and if he can get the right fortune from, from, from the start, he's certainly a winning chance for sure and our, and our best chance at Flemington for sure. And, Robbie, I think probably your worst chance going from your best chance to your worst is in the, in the last, but I love the name, Hay Bale. Brilliant name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, Simon. He actually, he uh, for some, um, he's training really well and he's not hitting the line like he normally does. So Ben Thompson's got a great record on him and he's been away and he's just come back from holiday. So... Every time Ben's ridden him down the straight, he's been a top three finisher. So I'm hoping that that uh, association rekindling today uh, give, gets him into the form. He's certainly training like he's going well, but he's not racing like he should. So uh, let's hope that Ben can get him going today. Well, we wish you well out at Flemington today, Robin. Thanks uh, for giving us a bit of time on the odds couple this morning. All the best, Robbie. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Tags. Robbie Griffiths joining us uh, there on the odds. Couple of five runners at Flemington today. His best being Portman in race seven. Race seven, num- uh, no. sorry, Mr Moneybags, yep. race seven, number nine. Uh, Mr Moneybags. Well, yeah, let's hope we can fill some Moneybags today, Mr Taggart, because your quality last week, it bordered on... Um, oh, come woeful. on. 
I've got Woeful. the first two legs. You got the first leg. You first got the two. second no, leg. First, uh, yeah, first two. No, you didn't. You got didn't. the first leg. Oh, you didn't get the second sure leg. sure about that? I think because I, I had my hard earned on it. I went and got into my sports bet app. And I went bang bang uh, at the quaddy tags quaddy, and you know I'm. I'm, well, let's be honest. I'm, I'm getting sick of it, mate. Yeah, well, just well, because I want you something. tip winners, I, just because you're tipping thirty-three to one winners, yeah, I mean, well, doesn't we, mean that you got to hang it on the on the little fellas like myself. Anyway, we need something. Yeah, Give us well, something. All right, I'm quaddies like today. Fourteen minutes to nine o'clock. I'm, Give us something yeah. for the next five minutes, will you? Okay. All right. Let's go straight into the quaddie. Yeah, straight into the quaddie. So, first leg of the quaddie is race six which is the festive season handicap over the 1,000 metres up the straight at Flemington. There are um, 11 runners. Yeah, a few scratchings. Uh, and make sure you get your pens, pencils, crayons, and have yeah, your that, form guide yeah, be ready. That, All right. Now, the first the first leg is is uh, a wide-open affair, as as Danny O'Brien said. It's an, it's an even race. So I have gone wide. This is the only race I've gone wide in. Uh, Lacking so, a bit of confidence, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Ah. Try and get the first league again. Ah. Uh, so the numbers here are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and 8. Only 11 in it. You only put the lot in. Yeah, well, I 1, know. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and 8, correct? Correct. Struth. <clears throat> All right, race 7, the second leg. Uh, I've, I had Nocio in here, Scratch, so uh, I've, I've just narrowed it down to Haunted. He looks the one, the, the Cummings horse, and, of course, Mr Moneybags. Uh, they're the two. They probably may run the Quinella. So they're the only two as oh, as, no. as, as, as Robbie. Oh, was, no. Hey, it's better than going one hour. You don't like them when I go one hour. in the smallest field, you've nearly put everything yeah. in. In and the largest field, the you're going to put two. Yeah, correct. Oh, fair dinkum. All right. Well, so how did you get Ducks to the four. Apprentice School in 1992? <laughs> I, Maybe you set the exam because you couldn't put your name was, on the top of it. There was a lot of cash money around back oh, then, days. Oh, mate, please. Uh, so the Sorry. numbers here are four and nine. Oh, four and nine. Oh, dearie, dearie me. Four and nine. Two. Two in the second leg. Okay, third leg. Third leg, race, race eight. eight. Oh, geez, number 11, Creedence. 2,000 metres. Oh, honest, Dave tipped it. We all got on it last start, and it should have won. Uh, yeah, it just overreacted to Fred Kersley's riding. Uh, and, of course, uh, Lamborghini, number seven. He's a very fast horse, isn't he? Very smooth Lamborghini. Yeah, very, yeah. Uh, he yeah, gets, I think he's got his revs up today, Lamborghini. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yep. I agree yep. with you. Uh, he gets the advantage of the three kilo claim too for Talia Hope, and gets the swing, uh, the weight swing on on number eight, uh, Friedensburg, who they quenelled the race at Sandown last start. So, uh, I have gone four horses in this leg. So it's one seven, eight, and eleven. One seven, eight, and eleven. One seven, eight, eleven. Third leg, fourth leg. You're not going to like this. Uh, like this, there's. A lot of horses I think this could be me one out, but I have taken a, say, a saver. Uh, number 12, Mastering, uh, has always shown above-average ability, now in the care of Mick Price. Was a dominant winner beating uh, XL Tara, uh, who is number one in the race. Who won the last yeah, race the at race. Flemington yeah, last so week the at $37. Former, he beat it by six lengths at Kilmore on Kilmore Cup Day. Uh, and and I actually, a little, uh, he's out of a horse called Malapurp. I went on her down the straight too. Brucey Elkinen trained her. She had a ton of ability. And, of course, number 15, Roxy Castle. He may cause a little bit of the upset. So he goes in. So the numbers are 12 and 15 in a field of 20. 12 and 15. So you're putting two horses in the field of 20. They're the only two. XL Tara can't win today. I'm not saying it can win today. Last week I thought it was its weekend. It duly saluted. What, how much, what did it pay again? 
Except, no, you that thirty-seven dollars. No, that you that was Smart Coupe last week. Oh, okay. You keep dropping names. You, ex, when you tipped Axel Tower, I paid eleven dollars. Uh, no, I think it was a little more. No, 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 no. It was seventeen or eighteen dollars. Oh. Now, no, no behave, that, behave. See, see, just because you're having a bad run, no need to drag someone down to your own level. Yeah. <laughs> we'll stay at a, at a high level again. See. What's that quality cost? I'll go through 100, the numbers. One hundred twelve dollars. I'm field shy now. I've been spending a bit over two hundred. Now it's now I've halved it because I, I haven't been horse field. Close. You've gone with two. There's going to be a lot of nervous people after the first three legs. You yeah, don't want well, to throw something else in there. Well, we'll wait for your tip, and people can throw that in because you are on fire. They're calling you butter. You're on a roll. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I'm going to the last at Flemington. Oh, okay. I may have other mail today. Yeah. Okay. Well. You're the king of the get-out, so I think you should stick to the last. Okay, let's go through and make sure these numbers are right. First leg, which is race seven. Race six. Race six. One, two, three, four, five, six and eight. I'm waiting for buttons for a little ding there. He's, he's walked out. He's you this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's as disappointed as you are around every other he's, punter. He's shown his disgust by leaving the studio buttons. Yeah. He said, nah. Yeah, tag he's, it, Quaddy. He said that you can have that tag it. You can put him wherever you want him, but I ain't doing the ding this morning when he gets no ding in the afternoon. So ding off, he said. Okay. Sorry. The first leg, one, two, three, four, five, six and eight, correct? Correct. Second leg, which is race seven, over the 1,400 metres, four and nine. Uh, in a 15-horse field, sorry, in a 12-horse field, you've taken the two. That's all you need. Two horses. That's all you need. Okay. The third leg, one, seven, eight, and 11, which is race eight. One, seven, eight, 11, correct? And then the fourth leg, race four. There's 20 horses in this race. Yep. 20 horses in this race, up the straight, over 1,200 metres. Well, I've got 10% of the field. 20 horses. Yeah, 10% of the field. put two in. That's all 12 you 12 and 15. Well, who's going to beat Mastering? You've put two in, 12 and 15. That's extraordinary. That's correct. Wait, $112. Right. right. I feel a bit undressed this morning with no buttons going ding. You've got to, you've got to have some luck right, because right, he's, he's had a gut fall and he's off. That'll be off shortly, too, if you don't line some pockets here. It is Christmas. And let's hope today's your day. No. You bring us home a sack of money. My, my best will win at Warwick Farm today. Don't worry. Oh, don't worry. We'll no. come to that shortly on the Odds Couple. Ho, 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 as they say in the classics. This is the Odds Couple, thanks to Sportsbet. And you can check out Sportsbet's racing specials this weekend at Flemington and Warwick Farm. It's eight minutes to nine o'clock as we take a quick break. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to The Odds Couple, nearly um, uh, the top of the hour, which will see us uh, head off for the day to do a bit of uh, ho-ho-ho and a bit of shopping and all those sorts of things. We're going to give uh, our best around the country, which the all-important best around the country. Mind it was $37 mine paid last week, wasn't it? I don't know how you tip it. How you? How the you week before it? was seventeen. I've just seen you try and do your best right there, and you've just picked up. And then the two weeks prior, that was twenty-four. Yeah, whiz. 
Yeah, you've, Not a bad run up to Christmas, is it? Mate, Retailers ha- should be sending me some drink cards or whatever. Do they just sort of drink cards in this day and age? <laughs> yeah, I'm filthy on you. You haven't tipped a winner for five months and you're going bang, bang, bang with 33 to 1 winners, multiple of them. I'll put a lot of cash back into the community. That's what it's about. That's it. A lot of cash back the turnover into the for the TAB. Let's quickly just touch on some um, news for the autumn, and the autumn is just around the corner. Uh, Winks, obviously, we uh, during the week we heard he's going to race on, but also the autumn sun's going to kick off his... Um, three-year-old back-end campaign um, before he turns four, of course, on the 1st of August in the Hobartville up in uh, up in Sydney towards the end of February. And then his main aim at this stage of the Ramwick Guineas on the 9th of March. Again, staying, um, you know, that race, of course, the Ramwick Guineas against his own age and over the mile at Ramwick, a, a big stay-in-making race again. Yeah, and then I think he may go to the Doncaster. Three-year-olds yeah. have a great record in that. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, the start owns him and... He, we may not be seeing much more of him after that. Okay, best around the country. Um, Warwick Farm on a Saturday today, so uh, we're at, we are on a heavy uh, eight, and he and this horse eats it for breakfast. Loves the dirt, the mud, I should say. The last race nine, number one, Bonhomie. He's in rare form. One in this grade last start. As I said, eats eats the mud for breakfast. Race nine at Warwick Farm. Who trains Bonhomie? Jason Deemer. Did that Young, used to be with Graham Big. No, always had it. Oh. He's he's won six from thirteen. He's he's a very handy talent, and okay. he's undefeated this time. In he's two from two. I'm going to head to Colac. Race seven, number four. Aluf. 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 It's you French. Sure you Aluf. That? You sure you pronounce it? A L U F. Well, Aluf. A, how's that? Bonhomie, another French name. There, there you, you go. go. Right. Could be a French running double, or two state double. There you go. There you go. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, The end of our odds couple for uh, our pre-Christmas. Have a great day on Tuesday. We'll see you next Saturday. Merry Christmas. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.